This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith, and this is Taiwan Talk. Cheryl Robbins has spent the last several decades in Taiwan, and her scholastic research led to a passion for Taiwan's indigenous cultures. This year, she published a travel guidebook in the hopes that more members of Taiwan's international community will begin exploring these magnificent and unspoiled regions of this beautiful island. I recently spoke with Miss Robbins about her newly published book. You recently wrote a book called A Foreigner's Travel Guide to Taiwan's Indigenous Areas. Yes. Central and Southern Taiwan are the main focus of that book. Uh, I guess the first question I should ask is, what got you interested in the subject uh, in general? Uh, well, I've been in Taiwan for 23 years. Um, and I guess what got me interested in this subject was, in 1997, I started working for the National Museum of Natural Science in Taichung um, as an English language tour guide and translator. And in that museum, we have a permanent exhibition on Austronesian peoples, uh, including Taiwan's indigenous peoples. So as I started to research the contents of that exhibition to uh, introduce it to, to people who came to the museum, um, I started to become more and more interested in the subject. And I started asking some of our ethnologists on staff and also some of um, indigenous coworkers. So was there a reason why you only stuck to central and southern Taiwan? Was it because it's just too big of a subject to cover, or is there something special about central and southern Taiwan? Well, actually, this is the first of a series of three books. Oh, okay. So the next book to come out is uh, Hualien and Taidong area, um, and then the third one will be northern Taiwan. It was too big a subject to cover in just one book and to be a guidebook that wasn't too heavy. So uh, the publisher... Um, and I decided that we would break it up into three smaller books. Okay. Um, what was some of the things that surprised you during your exploration of uh, Taiwan's indigenous areas? Uh, well, not much surprises me anymore. I've been uh, traveling to Taiwan's uh, indigenous areas for about the last 15 years. Um, but uh, every time I go, it's always... Uh, it's always a, a new experience. When you go to travel to indigenous areas, you have to be very flexible um, because sometimes uh, the people you've arranged to meet or the things you've arranged to do um, don't pan out um, because of weather, because of uh, whatever. Um, so you have to be very flexible um, and kind of go with a spirit of adventure and a good sense of humor. Um, so there's always something new that I learn, and the one thing that I've learned is is just uh, to enjoy being in an indigenous area. A lot of times people go uh, with me to indigenous areas, and if I'm not working, if I'm just going there on vacation, um, then they ask me, well, what are we supposed to do now? And I said one of the really nice things is that indigenous areas are usually in areas of natural beauty. So they're just places where you can just relax and enjoy the scenery, walk around and get to know the people, and the people are amazingly friendly and hospitable. I mean, if you go around at uh, dinner time or lunch time, there's always going to be someone to invite you in to eat with them. Um, and that never fails to amaze me is the, you know, just will the willingness just to people walking by, oh, come in and have, have some food with us, have some drink with us. 
Yeah, I've noticed, uh, I spent a little bit of time as well in, in several of these areas, and I've noticed that time is a little bit different there. Yes. They don't uh, necessarily follow the same sort of uh, idea of time in a way, you know. So I, I see your point. Sometimes you just do nothing. You just sort of hang out and uh, just, just you know, enjoy the... the, the... That's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, we need to remember to do that from, from time to time. Right. So uh, do you have, I mean, this is probably an impossible question to answer, but do you have a favorite spot out of, out of all of these? Uh, in this particular book, um, the areas that I've introduced, probably my favorite is uh, Mudan Township. I've introduced six townships in this book. Um, and Mudan, Mudan Township is located in Pingdong, um, about a half an hour drive from Kanding. So it's very, nice. it's very nice in that way that you can go and you can have access to all of the tourism activities and beach activities in Kanding, but you can stay overnight in Mudan and get away from all of the noise and the crowds and, again, just really enjoy the nature. So you can have sort of the best of both worlds uh, when you visit that area. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Smith. Tune in tomorrow for part two of my chat with author Cheryl Robbins, only on ICRT's Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today we're chatting again with Taichung-based author, scholar, and tour guide Cheryl Robbins, who recently published A Foreigner's Travel Guide to Taiwan's Indigenous Areas. I spoke with Miss Robbins about the book, and I asked her about what's being done to preserve Taiwan's Aboriginal cultures and languages. There are a lot of people who are working to preserve Indigenous culture, um, but there's also a lot of forces that are working against that. Um, for example, uh, Typhoon Morakot. Uh, Typhoon Morakot forced many villages to move down to um, areas of lower elevation, um, meaning that they are now even closer uh, to the mainstream society. Um, so these kinds of events are speeding up the already pretty rapid disappearance of Taiwan's indigenous culture. So I, I panic, <laughs> because I panic, because I know if uh, things don't change pretty soon, um, it won't be more than a few decades before this culture could be lost. And just as far as population goes, we're already down to something on in the neighborhood of 500,000 Aboriginal uh, Correct, residents yeah, in about Taiwan? about 500,000, or about 2% of Taiwan's population. And then, of course, we have the language issue, which uh, is probably dying the fastest of, of, of any part of their cultures. Yeah, because um, a lot of the young people, if you, if you go to an indigenous village um, during the week, uh, you will find it's very quiet because it's usually people of, usually just elderly people and very small children. Uh, people in between, a lot of them are living in urban areas, in, you know, to pursue education, to pursue work opportunities, because there aren't a lot of economic opportunities um, in, in the villages. So, uh, it's uh, what's, what has resulted is what we call lost generation, meaning that uh, the language has not been passed down to this generation of people who are living outside in the cities. Um, and language is an important part of the culture. If we lose the language, we lose the culture. Mm. I think some people will probably be surprised to discover how many languages there are, and also the fact that uh, they're not mutually understandable. Like, one, one group doesn't understand the language of the other one. You know, they're, they're distinct, very separate languages. Correct. Although they're all, um, all of the tribes, all 14 officially recognized tribes in Taiwan, fall under the Austronesian uh, language family. Uh, it means they share some similar similarities. Mm -hmm. You know, they have some 
some words that cross over to most tribes. But just as you said, yes, in general conversation, they wouldn't be able to understand each other. There is that much of a difference. So when people say, oh, well, do you speak, uh, you know, indigenous language, how can I learn 14 of them? <laughs> right, right. So are you hoping that uh, members of Taiwan's international community or just people in general will, um, by reading the book, are you hoping to get people to go out and spend a night or spend a weekend there to not only support the, the, the groups economically? But... Yes, well, that's exactly one of the purposes. Um, it goes uh, both ways. I think there are a lot of people in the international community who want to visit indigenous areas, um, but they just don't know where to get the information in English because there really isn't much. Um, so this was one of the, the reasons for writing this book. Although it's available in both English and Chinese, the purpose was to provide some um, decent information in English for international travelers to be able to go on their own to indigenous villages if they want to. And yes, definitely to go there to spend money, to learn about the culture, to learn about the issues um, that we talked about, you know, the, the uh, economic uh, opportunity, the lack of economic opportunities in the villages. And hopefully this, uh, more and more people, as, as awareness builds, you know, maybe there will be more and more people who will come and help or provide resources. Um, yeah, I've been to a, a couple of festivals or harvest uh, events, and the, this, there are items uh, on sale. And actually, I'm surprised to know that they are not cheap. But I think people need to appreciate the fact of just how special and how unique these items actually are and uh, recognize their value. Yeah, actually, um, before I started uh, writing books about travel to indigenous areas, I've been working for the last five or six years to promote... Um, indigenous handicrafts overseas uh, through a website that I have, www.tribe-asia.com. Um, but as you said, they're not cheap. But uh, not only that they're special, that they're made by indigenous people, it's because they're handmade. So that takes a long time. So you have to factor in you know, the, the labor costs. Um, and in Taiwan, labor costs are, are somewhat high, um, as well as obtaining some of the materials. Some materials can be obtained from nature, but some have to be purchased. If you're looking for starry skies, fresh air, wonderfully hospitable people, and plenty of interesting adventures, check out Taiwan's indigenous areas. Miss Robin's book is a great guide. Visit her website for more info at www.tribe-asia.com. Thanks for tuning in to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith.